views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Benny. I got to give a shout out to you, but we got to give a shout out to our friends across the prairie here uh, at WBLQ. I want to just say to all of you, what an amazing job you all did keeping that station, our other flagship station going through the snow, through what went on back at the East Coast. And, you know, sorry for the not so great news about the next storm that's coming in as we speak. But I want to just give a shout out for Mark, who slept at the station, and Brian and Chris and all of the above for making sure that we stayed connected to them as well as all of the listeners. Uh, Benny and I have had a few nights uh, in the studio ourselves or what looked like it was going to be a few nights. So I was like, wait, wait, I would remember that if we did. Yeah, we don't sl- you remember? Yeah, when I didn't sleep sure. together with you in the studio. If, oh. Just I want to make sure our listeners understand here. Yeah, yeah, no, we had right. separate, separate, separate studios. Separate studios, I think we did. Yeah, it was a long night. It was a long night. <laughs> It was a long night. Uh, But I just want to say to everybody, you know, please, we're so thrilled that you're safe. We're so thrilled for all that everybody does. And, you know, we were talking to Dr. Borens, who's my very special guest today before the show. And I did say this, you know, Benny is Benny is the guy that does push all the right buttons, as is Brian and Mark and Lauren. And, you know, it is a job that many people don't really know much about. But I will tell you that when that introduction comes on, when I come on, it's because we do have Benny doing those things. And it does take a village to take a message like this out into the world. You know, many of the people you all as listeners have not met, you know, you've not met all of the people that make it so easy for me and my guests. Let's just give a round of applause right there. Might as well just give it out. You know, it's right there. Even for you, Pat, we all deserve it, right? And so today, uh, I get to chat with Dr. Mel Borens about, you know, his late, you know, the book that he wrote. But, you know, this topic is really so important for me and so many of you. And, Benny, we know this. I mean, this is called Alternative Talk right here on AM 1150 KKNW. And, you know, we're talking about this in terms of what does it mean to look at this is what I'm calling the new paradigm of yes. You know, this is really, for me, what I get to talk about. You know, when you're sitting in a place in your life and you're thinking about uh, how you're going to find out information about what the next 
best thing for you to do about your health, your wellness, when you're right there, right? You know, when you're there, the question really becomes, how do you know what to do to serve yourself, to provide the best, the best pop possible options for you on your healing journey? Now, why is this an important conversation to me and why am I so jazzed about, you know, what Dr. Mel Borens has written in A Doctor's Guide to Alternative Medicine? I'll tell you why. You know, because what he's coming to the table with is what works, what doesn't work, and why. And, you know, for me, uh, three months after I said yes to doing a show uh, on KKNW, um, I I came down with what most doctors in conventional medicine called a uh, mystery disease. Uh, But, you know, was it really a mystery or was it something that was going on in my body that created something out of balance that enabled me to step back and look at what some of the options are in life that many of us don't know about? That's why today uh, we get to talk with Dr. Mel Borens, you know, family physician, active for more than two decades, training physicians, complementary and alternative medicine. He's the author of two books, numerous articles, lectured worldwide on health and healing. And for those of you out there, our toll-free number to call into the show, by the way, to get your questions here uh, on air, 1-800-930-2819, 1-800-930-2819. And I'm so glad to be able to have this conversation. <clears throat> Dr. Borens, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. You know, I want to talk about, I made a comment to you before, uh, and, I, and I'd love for you to at least address it. You know, what I said is, I really wish, I really wish we could get rid of the label of alternative. So I live in Gaga land sometimes, okay? But I do. I wish we could progress well enough to know that what you and I are about to talk about today is essential, essential medicine. At least I have found that. Tell me a little bit about what your journey was like on the way to discovering and now talking about alternative medicine. Well, it's interesting, uh, Dr. Pat. When I graduated from medical school and did my internship, I really thought I knew everything about everything. And I thought I was like at the pinnacle of my knowledge and I was just wise and wonderful, you know, having graduated as a medical doctor. And then my wife and I took off to travel to kind of rest up after my medical school uh, grueling time. And we were traveling around and we ended up in a houseboat in northern India, Kashmir. And we were living there and my friend Jack put his back out of position. Now he had severe incapacitating back pain and here I was thinking, you know, I knew everything about everything, but couldn't couldn't offer physiotherapy. I couldn't offer really medication. I couldn't offer bed rest because he would have none of that. And he even tried to get down on the floor after a couple of days in a position that his chiropractor puts him in to do a manipulation, but I, I couldn't do the manipulation like his chiropractor did, so he was in continuous pain. And after about three days of this, we said to our houseboat owner, uh, Ali, what could we do? So he said, why don't you go visit the local healer? So we got on a horse and buggy, and we clip-clopped into a small town called Hazrat Bal, and there on the sidewalk was the local healer. Now, I was, of course, very suspicious and worried, and my friend, you know, got up in front of the healer, pointed to his back, 
The healer brought him forward. The healer picked him up off the ground, put his knee in his back, and with one manipulation, put his back back into position and completely healed the pain. And so for my poor Western-trained mind, I thought, what? What was this? You know, like, I mean, I was open to things, but this kind of gave me the idea that there was more to healing than perhaps I learned in medical school. And then I had an experience in Hong Kong with a a classmate of mine who was interested in um, uh, acupuncture and started to tell me about acupuncture, which he never was interested in when we went through medical school. And then when I came back to Toronto, uh, I took a course in acupuncture, and then I started uh, with an, with a chiropractor, a group where we brought in different speakers to talk about all different topics, uh, uh, you know, and every month we'd have a different speaker talking about, um, you know, massage and chiropractic and uh, um, naturopathy and all kinds of things, and I slowly kind of broadened my mind about the whole area of alternative medicine. And then I was asked by um, uh, editor of a journal, a medical journal, to write a monthly column about the science evidence that there's some truth or there's some science behind some of the alternative treatments. And I started to delve into the literature and uh, do the research and found that there was a considerable amount of scientific proof, which we in medicine call randomly assigned double-blind control trials, right. but in fact there's some, uh, there's some health and some science behind these alternative treatments. That's kind of been my journey. Right from the beginning, I was, when I was in medical school, I was very interested in the mind-body connection, and I took uh, training in hypnosis while I was in medical school, and then when I got out of medical school, was, was got training in that. So I've kind of always been interested to expand my knowledge, and that's kind of uh, the, the story of my journey. Well, you know, this is really, you and I have such an interesting journey as well. Uh, and, you know, part part of that journey is, uh, and like you, I mean, I've had to go through the rigor of empirical research and, you know, kind of moving through my program uh, and understand what it is. But I also learned in that uh, as an advocate of, you know, qualitative uh, information, that there's much to be learned by successes. And you know what I think, you know what I think I've come to, and maybe we can comment on this for a minute when we come back from break. You know what, you know what I've learned? When you're somebody like me, and you have faced all of the, quote, this is what you take, this is what you do, and you take it all, and you follow those conventions, right? And you don't get better, you actually may get worse. Your cells may stop working. At a point in time, a light bulb goes on where you say, I need to find out what's out there. I need to find out. And for many of us, right, Dr. Borens, we're finding out what's out there by finding stories, by finding new research, by finding information. And so today's show and talking with you is to really go through what is being talked about out there and being able to make informed, intelligent decisions. That's what I love talking about. When we come back, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of things, you know, in the book. But most importantly, we're going to talk about the things that we should be aware of. What have we learned about acupuncture, acupressure? What have we learned about infrared sauna or not? And how about, I don't know, 
ozone therapy. Stay tuned, folks. We had a great show. May not get to all of that, but boy, we'd love your questions. 1-800-930-2819. We'll be right back. Siegel co-hosts one of today's most popular psychic shows, Angels and Answers with Artie Hoffman, as she communicates healing messages from the spirit world. These messages can be astounding, enlightening, and life-changing. Born with the God-given talent of inner guidance and the amazing ability to heal, Sky has healed thousands of people. Schedule a reading with Sky now. Call 908-500-1474 and visit skyofangels.com. It's here, the 23rd Annual Women of Wisdom Conference, February 12th through the 16th. This year's theme is I Am We, Hearts Connecting Communities, with special guests Jean Shinoda Bolin, healer Patty Conklin, Penny Pierce, and over 40 experiential life-changing workshops and inspiring evenings, all individually priced for you to create your unique conference. Evenings open to men. Find out all the details at www.womenofwisdom.org. Register for a half-day workshop and bring a friend for 40% off. Always inspiring and uplifting, Brenda Thine spreads love and light wherever she goes. Enlightening, empowering, and encouraging readings, Brenda connects with your guides, angels, fairies, and loved ones who have crossed over to provide you with the highest guidance possible to enable you to live your highest truth and maximize your potential. Always light-filled, a session with Brenda will have you feeling wonderful, centered, and ready to take on anything. Schedule your session now at brendathine.com. That's brenda, T-H-Y-N-E dot On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, a.m. 1150, and Transformation Time. The Read of a Lifetime, Advanced Studies of the Human Aura by David Christopher Lewis overflows with new vital revelations to enlighten your mind and transform your world. Learn to supercharge your aura with rainbow-colored radiance and magnetize your heart's highest desires. Advanced Studies of the Human Aura, it will change how you see yourself. Advanced Studies of the Human Aura by David Christopher Lewis. Order it today at davidclewisbook.org. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. It's so great to have Dr. Melbourne's joining me here today. It's really cool. You can go check him out at melbourne's.com, and that's B-O-R-I-N-S.com. 
Um, and, you know, he's right. It's it's like, here's the question. With so much misinformation about complementary and alternative medicine, how does anyone how does anyone know which advice to follow and what actually works? Well, it's really good because we've got Dr. Borentz that has used the latest scientific research, what we call double-blind studies, to show which alternative treatments are reliable and, more importantly, how how to safely use them to supplement conventional medicine treatments. This is a big conversation um, because what it does, and maybe I, I would love to talk to you about this, starting with uh, cancer for a moment, if we could. Uh, we're not going to actually talk about cancer, but my question is, I think I have found that one of the most difficult arenas uh, to bring people on both sides of the platform together is in the arena of cancer. Now, I'm not saying that that's true for every doctor. Certainly, cancer centers of of America uh, try you know do a good job at integrating, but it's very very difficult for people to wrap their minds around the idea that you can go for chemotherapy and then perhaps there may be an alternative treatment that can work together. I'm just curious about what you discovered on your way to writing this book. Well, you know, it's interesting because in the area, in the realm of cancer, I'm a fairly orthodox physician, and uh, I tend to, to take the, the, you know, the modern medicine approach of uh, uh, drugs, chemo, surgery, radiation. And, and so I, I tend to, uh, you know, still support my patients in that way. Uh, sometimes, you know, there's the uh, side effects of, of um these approaches uh, that yep. are taken, and so sometimes you know the the idea is can we support people uh, along that route with other things? For example, there's good evidence that people who do a mindfulness-based stress reduction program, which is you probably know as a 10-week course, two hours a week, learning mindfulness and looking inward and relaxation and meditation and dealing with stress and strategies on coping with life challenges and who take that course and practice it, they're, um, you know, they, they have uh, their symptoms of anxiety and depression and fatigue improve uh, comparatively to people who, who don't take that approach. Similarly, there's um, a natural health product called L-carnitine. And in a study uh, with, you know, patients who were uh, in cancer treatment, um, though who were experiencing extreme fatigue, those patients who took L-carnitine in addition to, you know, their cancer uh, therapy, um, they felt... Uh, less fatigue and more energy compared to those who, of the placebo group. So in a way, it's, it's supporting people on the journey, you know, with dealing with the, the stresses and, and dealing with the, um, you know, the attitudinal changes and all that stuff, I think is very important and very vital um, in, in um, you know, in that whole area of, of, of cancer treatment. One of the things you talk about in the book is the use of ginger. And, you know, I love that you talked about this, not just for for uh, chemotherapy, but you talked about it for other things. And I love that you talked about, you know, and really referenced some of the studies because, you know, an item like ginger, right? I mean, if you said to somebody without this data, 
somebody that didn't know anything about this. You know what? I think, you know, here, I, this is what's worked for my grandmother. You know, point, point 0.5 grams to 1.0 grams of, of d- ginger daily, this is going to help you. But what you did is you went and you find the research that said that that's going to help you. That's right. That's right, Dr. Pat. And in fact, there is evidence that if you take ginger um, after uh, surgery, that it helps with the post-operative nausea and vomiting that can sometimes come after surgery. And there is some um, evidence that, you know, sometimes when people are on chemotherapy, they... uh, you know, they, they can have nausea and vomiting as a side effect. Uh, uh, and by taking, you know, you, you know uh, uh, 1.5 grams or 250 milligrams of ginger four times a day, that it reduces uh, the incidence or, the you know, the amount of nausea and vomiting that's associated. So, uh, you know, it's a, a remedy that's been around for thousands of years. It's used in many traditional societies. Ginger has been shown to be helpful for the nausea and vomiting of pregnancy. And even the uh, Society of Obstetrics and Gynecology of Canada recommend using ginger for nausea and vomiting of the first trimester, the beginning of pregnancy, when uh, some women are are quite nauseous and taking uh, ginger uh, seems to be useful. And, and, you know, the important thing is that there's scientific evidence as well as the evidence of um, hundreds, if not thousands of years of using that herb for for all kinds of, um, you know, health problems. You know, I want to ask you a question that I got asked when I was defending my dissertation, uh, uh, and that is, you know, looking at the time and the energy that we spend in doing what we do, and especially what I can tell, the time that you spent in writing this book, there's the obvious question to talk about the things that are in here, but also perhaps to talk about the things that might not be in here. But most importantly, what were some of your greatest surprises? Did you have any ahas where you said, no kidding, really? That- <laughs> well, um, I think I'm always, uh, you know, uh, saying, wow, no kidding. Um, I was very impressed, uh, you know, with some of the research. You know, I didn't really realize that the research for exercise uh, as an add-on for the treatment of depression uh, has such a powerful impact. Uh, I was very surprised at the mindfulness-based stress reduction um, uh, program. And, for example, I had a patient who was getting recurrent. Um, she had a, ca- a cancer surgery, and she was getting lymphedema or swelling of her legs, and then that was getting infected over and over again, and she got put on antibiotics actually preventatively to prevent these very serious infections time and time again, over and over again. And then she took a mindfulness, I referred her for a mindfulness-based stress reduction program, and she took the program, and since that time, she has had no recurrence of that very serious infection of her, you know, of the lymphedema. And I kind of went, you know, I mean, I, I witnessed it, I saw it with my own eyes, and I said, whoa, that really had an impact. Just taking that course and changing her life and looking at things really had an impact, and it it surprised me. I knew that she would feel better and feel more, you know, uh, more positive and less anxious and more mindful, but I was surprised at how it stopped the recurrent infections that were, were happening. You know, I mean, I, th- I think that on our way to discovery of self and other, 
You know, there are many, many things that are out there. Did you have any disappointments? Uh, And this is, again, one of those questions that I got asked. You know, I was asked the question, did you have any disappointments about something that you discovered but didn't quite have the empirical evidence but had a ton of anecdotal, you know, stories over and over again? And, and the fact that, oh, Pat, you know what? We can't put that in there. Did you have any of those? That yeah, you're... you know, that's funny. Uh, there was a herb, and the herb's called saw palmetto, mm-hmm. and it's commonly used for prostate uh, problems when, with men with large prostates who have urinary symptoms. And there was some beginning research out of Europe that said that salt palmetto was useful in the treatment of prostatism or, you know, men with, with large prostates that, in fact, it reduced their symptoms. And I, and I started, you know, using it based on that science, and I wasn't that convinced that it was that useful. And I even wrote about it and I lectured about it and, you know, advised people that it was pretty good. And then some more very well-done trials, in other words, with a larger number of people, and the trials were double-blinded. Double-blinding means the people who were giving the placebo or the herb and the people who were monitoring the impact, uh, evaluating how the impact was on people, um, when that very, you know, larger trial, better done trial didn't seem to say that it had much of a clinical effect, that it really didn't. It kind of matched my uh, anecdotal clinical experience, and it was sort of disappointing, and you're right, it didn't make it into the book, whereas initially, when I was lecturing to physicians and writing, I was mentioning salt palmetto as a herb that was quite useful. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't work for some people, but in terms of the science supporting it, it didn't pan out. And that was, it was a little disappointing, especially because, you know, I had lectured and said um, the science seems to say it, it's helpful. Well, you know, I mean, I, I, the reason I'm asking you these questions, because, you know, for, for those folks listening to the show, um, you know, all of a sudden these books appear and then we have these conversations. Uh, but there is the human aspect that goes into writing them. And what becomes important to include. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about one of my favorite, one of my favorite alternative treatments and conversations. And it's one that I had to grow into. It's, you know, it's one of these things where I thought, how in the world can having somebody put pins in your body actually relieve anything? It's called acupuncture. Stay tuned. We're going to take a short break. We're going to make sure if you have any questions, give us a shout. 1-800-930-2819. Dr. Melbourne's joining me here today, a doctor's guide to alternative medicine. I can't wait for him to share some of the studies he found on this topic. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Tell the world I'm coming home. Let the rain wash away. All the pain of yesterday. It's here.
here. The 23rd Annual Women of Wisdom Conference, February 12th through the 16th. This year's theme is I Am We, Hearts Connecting Communities, with special guests Jean Shinoda Bolin, healer Patty Conklin, Penny Pierce, and over 40 experiential life-changing workshops and inspiring evenings, all individually priced for you to create your unique conference. Evenings open to men. Find out all the details at www.womenofwisdom.org. Register for a half-day workshop and bring a friend for 40% off. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. As a former research statistician, my scientific background is what many would call sensible. For more than a decade now, I have been working in the field of energy medicine, facilitating sessions and teaching around the world. People from the mainstream often ask me, how did a sensible woman like you end up working in such an alternative field? Implicit in their question is the underlying assumption that the field of subtle energy, such as energy healing and intuition, isn't sensible. But I believe it is very sensible. Even scientists are able to measure aspects of this. Approaching life from an energetic perspective brings us new opportunity for healing and transformation. And from a practical standpoint, even if you can't rationally explain how something works, if you experience a shift from it, then doesn't it make it pretty sensible? Please visit StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Tune in to Sheer Alchemy with Leslie Fontaine on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get ready to stir up your passions, identify your blocks, and shift into an entirely new existence. Leslie Fontaine is a transformation catalyst and clairvoyant who uses her intuitive and energetic gifts to catapult listeners into living the life they were born to live. Whether it's shifting from scarcity to abundance, from emotional pain into joy, or from illness into health, Leslie will help you step into the true essence and power of all that you are with the help of the Ascended Masters and Archangels. You will not be the same. Visit TransformationTalkRadio.com for show dates and times and LeslieFontaine.com to say yes to explosive abundance. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. It's great to have you here. I'm so thrilled to have, you know, my very special guest, Dr. Mel Borens, joining me here today. As I said before, you can go to his website, um, melborens.com, get a copy of the book, uh, find out more about what he's doing. Uh, And, you know, the book is really jammed with information. I mean, there's so much in here. Uh, And, you know, there are two topics I do want to talk with you about, uh, Dr. Borens. One of them is acupuncture. The other one is vitamin D in a little bit. Uh, But I wanted to talk to you about acupuncture because, you know, I think we've come to, quote, know what it is. uh, And yet at the same time, know very little about. Uh, But it is highly recommended for all sorts of things. 
uh, everything from my stomach hurts to let's get rid of the wrinkles on my face. Um, and you've spent a lot of time in this book about it. And so could you please share what you found? Well, uh, uh, Dr. Pat, acupuncture, of course, has been around for, for a couple thousand years, and it's part of the uh, Chinese traditional medicine and practiced, you know, pretty strongly in China. And uh, uh, by putting needles in the body uh, at certain acupuncture points, the Chinese uh, believe the qi or the energy is, is changed and the flow of energy is altered. And scientists have found certain neurotransmitters and other chemicals that are released when acupuncture needles are put in acupuncture points. And um, uh, when I looked at the, the science of it, what is what we call sham acupuncture, where one group of people get the real needles in the right spots, the other group of people may get needles but not in the right spots or even sham needles, uh, what's the evidence that it actually is working? And so uh, you're right, in, in the book I talk about uh, acupuncture for osteoarthritis of the knee. I was very delighted that uh, Dr. Berman took the time and energy and expertise to actually map out a way to show that acupuncture is useful. Uh, he's at the University of Maryland. He did a trial, you know, 570 patients with osteoarthritis of the knee and showed that, yeah, that acupuncture helped uh, with the pain and disability and improved the symptoms of people with that condition. Certainly there's evidence uh, using acupuncture for nausea and vomiting, uh, you know, uh, post-operative nausea and vomiting, nausea and vomiting of pregnancy, and the nausea that comes with seasickness. Many, many people know about C-bands that you put around your wrist over the P6 acupuncture point that helps to uh, relieve uh, nausea and vomiting uh, when you're traveling on a boat. And there's some evidence that an acupuncture might be useful for nausea after chemotherapy, again, a, a complement to, um, to cancer treatment. Uh, even some dentists use acupuncture uh, to prevent their patients from gagging when they, when they do dental procedures. There's also evidence that acupuncture is useful for tennis elbow, for neck pain, and for headaches. And, and the whole challenge with acupuncture is who's the acupuncturist, um, how have they been trained, and um, are they sterilizing the need? Are they using uh, throwaway needles? In other words, they only use the needle once because there's always the worry, and there's been reports of people getting infections like uh, hepatitis and uh, bacterial infections from practitioners who weren't properly sterilizing the needles. But it's a fairly safe uh, approach to um, different problems, and... Um, you know, depending on who the acupuncture is, uh, acupuncturist, uh, and the way that they do it, um, it's a very safe approach uh, to dealing with with a whole bunch of bunch of problems. So, you know, let me ask you this question uh, about you know the journey that you've been on, what you've seen, uh, what you've discovered. You know, there are a couple of things that I want to touch upon. Of course, acupuncture is one of them. But I think vitamin D is another big conversation. In You know, people, uh, doctors such as yourself, have been traveling and talking about vitamin D for decades uh, and just could not find the love. So are we finding the love yet? Yeah, I think, Pat, Dr. Pat, you're, you're perfectly right that, 
whereas let's say five years ago when I was lecturing about vitamin D, um, physicians, you know, weren't um, weren't integrating it. But now I think there's a real shift, and it's kind of been, um, I would say, part of orthodox modern medicine to look at vitamin D and its impact. As you know, and I'm sure your listeners do, that we get our vitamin D by the sun hitting our skin, and when the sun hits our skin for a period of time, we produce vitamin D in our body. We can get vitamin D from uh, fish, from egg yolk, and from liver, but the majority of our vitamin D comes from the sun. Now, in the old days, when we were out in the sun working in the fields and we were out outdoors all the time, probably our vitamin D levels were pretty good. But nowadays, people are afraid to go out in the sun or they cover up, uh, and some cultures, you know, are completely covered. And if you think about all the people in institutions and in chronic care facilities and in old age homes and in uh, places where they never get out in the sun. Um, and also, if, if, your skin, if you're dark-skinned, uh, it can interfere with the uh, impact of, uh, of the sun on um, your body producing vitamin D. And if you're living in northern climate, uh, this, you could be out all day uh, stark naked on your roof, lying out there, and the sun is at an angle in the sky that it wouldn't cause your body to produce any vitamin D at all. So for all those reasons, I think there's kind of like an epidemic of vitamin D deficiency. Now, when I tested patients, uh, when I started to, to get interested in started testing my patients, I found that 60 70 to 70% of my patients were low in their vitamin D levels. Mm-hmm. And there's evidence that taking vitamin D, Certainly the, the, the most important one, I guess, is in the area of osteoporosis. Uh, prevent If your light, vitamin D level is low, you're at risk for developing osteoporosis. But they, they found that um, giving, if, if uh, you know, they were uh, doing some research and looking at um, people who are living in uh, um, old age homes and in residential care, they had very low levels of vitamin D. And when they did a, a study, they found that giving vitamin D to these people usually uh, needed to give about a thousand international units of vitamin D3 that it could prevent falls, it could prevent fractures, and there's the whole area of vitamin D and chronic pain that uh, there's some evidence that, you know, we're looking at people who present with chronic pain to uh, to different clinics and uh, in, in some of the countries where people are completely covered and not getting any uh, uh, sun exposure, that when these people who are deficient in vitamin D were given vitamin D, their pain levels decrease significantly. So, and then there's a lot of belief that maybe vitamin D has a very important immune uh, help in terms of preventing us from getting sick. And there's, you know, a lot of evidence around um, all kinds of, you know, other illnesses like diabetes and um, other other illnesses that uh, vitamin D deficiency might have a significant impact on people. So I think uh, more and more people are aware of it. More, more and more physicians are ordering the vitamin D uh, levels to be done, and patients are willing to pay for it because they know that you know it's in a very important vitamin to know about. I wanted to talk with you a little bit about uh, you know a couple things. Uh, one is, I, I I mean there are so many herbs. I'm just curious if you have a personal 
favorite at the moment. And the reason I say at the moment is because if you're like me, you're discovering things every day. But in writing this book, you know, uh, on your way to writing this book, did you discover an herb out there that was perhaps either a personal favorite uh, or, uh, you know, a favorite that you now now became a favorite as a result of the research? Well, I think the research for St. John's wort and depression is pretty clear for mild to moderate depression. It wouldn't be my first choice uh, using it. I, I personally still use uh, um, serotonin reuptake inhibitors or the modern drugs for the treatment of depression. But if somebody was totally against that, I, I feel more comfortable these days at, uh, you know, using uh, St. John's wort at the proper dosage for the length of time, you know, using it not just till they feel better, but using it even after they're feeling better. And I think the science is out there that shows uh, St. John's wort is very useful. Uh, echinacea is probably one of the most commonly used herbs, uh, especially for upper respiratory tract infections or colds and, 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 and stuff like that. And although the research is a bit conflicted, in other words, tri some trials showing it's useful and other trials showing it's not, I think some of the problem is the different kinds of species of echinacea and where the parts were taken. Was it from the flower or the leaf or the whole plant? I personally, if I get symptoms of a cold, I will take um, a tincture of echinacea every few hours, uh, 10 to 20 drops of a non-alcohol-based uh, standardized extract tincture of um, echinacea uh, every few hours if I get a cold. The uh, whole area of um, women's, um, you know, menopausal hot flashes, again, the evidence is conflicting. Uh, some studies show that black cohosh uh, is helpful. Some studies show red clover is helpful. There's some studies that show it doesn't. But I don't, uh, I think, you know, it's quite reasonable to, to have a trial, not that these uh, herbs will eliminate the symptoms right away because they don't act that way, but over a period of a month or six weeks on some of the uh, herbs for menopause, there's some evidence that um, they, they may be helpful. Um, there's a couple of herbs that I haven't used personally in my practice or with patients. Uh, one is a horse chestnut seed extract. I don't know much about it, but when I looked at the literature, there was good scientific evidence that a horse chestnut seed extract might be helpful for venous insufficiency or people who have varicose veins and have uh, swelling and pain with varicose veins. Now, again, I haven't used it, but when I look at the literature and the scientific support, there's, you know, some evidence for it. So there's, there, there's herbs, and, and there's a few more in my book that have been shown to be helpful uh, by randomly assigned double-bind control trials. Uh, we always worry about some of the worries about herbs. I've had patients who present, for example, with uh, a kidney problem. Their, liver, their, their kidney function is down in their blood tests, and I have no explanation of why. And then when I inquire further, they're telling me they're taking a herb. And uh, I saw a woman a, a month or two ago who had you know, decrease in her kidney function. When I inquired, she was taking a herb. Uh, when we stopped the herb, her kidney function returned. Another patient I was seeing was having uh, hepatitis or liver abnormalities, and she was taking a herb that wasn't really considered to be a danger to the liver, but yet when she stopped that herb, um, her, her symptoms 
improved. And you also have to be aware that if you, uh, to, you know, where you're going to buy the herbs from. I wouldn't recommend uh, picking up herbal uh, formulas in China or in uh, Hong Kong or in uh, India or off the internet, uh, mainly because the the you know sometimes there could be ex- extra things added, like even modern drugs, or sometimes toxic ingredients can be found in the herbs, or even in some societies, heavy metals like uh, mercury or lead are used in the preparation of herbs, and sometimes herbs can cause um, problems. Of course, we know herbs can be, you know, have to be used cautiously during pregnancy because there isn't the science to show that it necessarily can be 100% safe. And some people react to herbal products, and some herbs do cause uh, troubles, uh, so it's kind of like buyer beware. The, in most societies, the herbs have been passed down from one generation to another, the formulations. They're used in combinations. They're often boiled up as teas. Uh, very often, traditional societies, pick, people pick the herbs themselves, boil them up for tea, and, you know, they're used in all kinds of conditions, and uh, it's kind of a tradition that's been passed down for, for thousands of years. You know, I would like to skip the break because we've got a, a number of other things to talk about as well. Uh, you know, there's so much that you, you address in the book. I want to have a chit-chat, if we could, about vitamins. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. How could we not do this show and chat about vitamins? And the reason I'm bringing it up is, now you could tell me if I'm on track or not, Um I read an article the other day which kind of supports my experience of magnesium. I read an article the other day said, oh, oh, my goodness, it's one of the least talked about things we can take and so good. And so it went on and on. But I wanted to talk about it because you do talk about magnesium in the book. You know, there are many, many vitamins, as we call them. And, you know, I don't magnesium is not really a vitamin, but, you know. <laughs> Right. But there are many things we call vitamins or minerals out there. It is a conundrum. And I know you address some of this in the book. And I wanted you I wanted to ask you if you can just share what the most important things are that we should know about vitamins. Well, I think, um, you know, one of the questions that was asked to me not long ago is, Dr. Burns, do you take any vitamins? And, and, you know, because it's, it's really the, the proof whether, you know, I, I really, you know, believe in it or not. And the, the truth is I don't on a daily basis take um, vitamins. If I do get a cold, I, I start, you know, taking vitamin C every few hours, 250 milligrams every few hours at the first sign of a cold. I personally get leg cramps. And it's funny you mentioned magnesium because if I get leg cramps, I personally start taking magnesium and uh, find it's it's valuable. And I found that to be true clinically in my patients. There's nothing in my book about magnesium for leg cramps because I don't think the science of the randomly assigned double-blind control trials is there. But anecdotally and clinically, I found that magnesium is really helpful. In the area of migraine prevention, There's a number of trials that say 
taking magnesium, magnesium dicitrate was some of the research was done at, you know, 600 milligrams of magnesium and um, uh, taking riboflavin, which is B2, uh, taking at 400 milligrams a day, I found clinically that there is that some people uh, get relief from their migraine headaches preventatively. Now, again, you have to kind of, you know, see your doctor and make sure that you've got migraines and not something else. And if you have migraines, then I found clinically and a lot of my patients, if they take um, mag, uh, magnesium and riboflavin, uh, and, and sometimes coenzyme Q10, which is another uh, uh, um, uh, natural health product that has been some research for migraines, that combining that with all the other things you do for migraines, like avoiding the uh, trigger foods and avoiding the um, uh, nitrates and phenylalanine and uh, aspartame and uh, other uh, uh, those chemicals that are found in food, that people can actually, you know, really reduce their severity of um, of migraines. Uh, vi- you know, it's, uh, many people know this, and this is another area of, of vitamin treatment that has been recognized and accepted in modern medicine, which is the use of vitamins and lutein uh, for age-related macular uh, uh, dry macular degeneration. Macular degeneration is is a big cause of blindness, and most um, Ophthalmologists, eye physicians, and other doctors know that vitamin C, vitamin E, beta carotene, zinc, and uh, copper uh, used together with lutein uh, on a daily basis prevents the deterioration of macular de- dry macular degeneration if it's in the mild to moderate stage. It doesn't cure it, but it certainly slows down the um, the worsening of the condition, and m- many ophthalmologists I see are now, you know, are, are prescribing uh, vitamins and minerals for, you know, the treatment of um, age uh, of, of macular degeneration, the dry, the dry kind, and especially if you're on a particular kind of diet. Let's say you're on a vegetarian diet. I find m- many of my vegetarian uh, patients who are, uh, who are vegetarian may have a B12 deficiency or even a folic acid deficiency or an iron deficiency. If they're menstruating, they're losing blood, but they're not replacing it because they're not eating red meat. And if you're on certain medications, let's say you're taking methotrexate, it interferes with folic acid uh, metabolism. So if you're on a particular diet or sometimes if you're taking a particular medication, it may interfere with uh, vitamin absorption and your levels of vitamin in your blood. And so it's important to discuss that with your physician, um, uh, you know, to take uh, vitamins in addition to supplement whatever you're doing. And, and uh, um, so, so, I mean, I personally don't take a daily multiple, multiple vitamin, mainly because I believe um, I get enough. Uh, vitamins and minerals from the healthy food that I'm eating. However, uh, you know, many people may not be eating uh, a perfectly balanced diet, and in that, in those cases, uh, maybe uh, supplementation specifically for different conditions um, might be a good idea. Well, I mean, there's certainly a lot that you've covered in in the book, and in so many, so many areas, so many ways. Um, what is your greatest concern? I want to ask you this. I know we've got a few minutes left. You know, is there any one area where you said, you know, I went through the book, this is what I discovered, and I got to tell people about this thing? Well, I, th- I think just, you know, 
blindly uh, you read something on the Internet or you heard an ad and just blindly taking something uh, without checking it out with your physician or, um, you know, how to, I, I worry that people aren't, don't feel that they can talk to their physicians sometime about these things and there's certain, you know, ways to, to approach it. And um, I guess my worry is people spending money or even doing things that um, can be harmful. Let's face it, everything we do has a certain benefit and a certain risk, no matter what we're taking. And obviously, I, I get concerned, and, and it's one of the reasons I wrote the book, is people taking things that may not be helpful, sometimes can be harmful, uh, and sometimes can interfere or interact or have side effects uh, when they're taking it with the modern uh, drugs or uh, other approaches that they're getting. I guess that's my my concern, um, um, you know, and, and, and I suppose that one of the reasons I, I wrote the book. Well, I mean, you know, it is one of the reasons, right, that, you know, you see a lot that come through that comes through uh, and you see what people are doing and there is plenty to be concerned about. Um, because every day there's something new that you get up there uh, or you get something that has to do with something you've read or something someone has told you. Uh, You know, it is really a balancing act because if you are like me, if you've gone through a period where you've been very, very sick and you've tried all of the things that everybody said to do, all of the scientific things, and they haven't worked, Then you go out and you start to look for stories. And I think, you know, so much of what we know today and what we practice, you know, there's something about what my grandmother did with that Italian chicken soup that just worked. Uh, Don't quite know what that is, but, you know, there's something about it. And so I, I, I like the idea that what you did is you've gone through the book and you've provided us with just tons of information that have come from studies and research. And I think there are people that are trying to find that balance. So thank you for doing that. Uh, thank you for joining me here today. One last question. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? You know, uh, giggle, laugh, have fun. Uh, giggling is good for us. Uh, it's good to laugh at things. It's nice to be able to see things and take a positive attitude towards it. Life is, uh, they say, 10% of what happens to us or what people say and 90% of how we respond. And I suppose something I haven't talked about uh, so far is, is the positive attitude, giggling and laughing, looking at the funny side of things, and having fun, very important, something that I uh, always have to think about for myself right and so uh if i had to just kind of give you the the message uh, the leaving message it's um laughter is the just medicine awesome thank you so much for joining us here today i want to thank all of you for you know tuning us in and turning us on and again you can find the book a doctor's guide to alternative medicine what works and what doesn't dr melbourne's joining me here today you can go to the website melbourne's.com thank you all And have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day.
Sky Siegel co-hosts one of today's most popular psychic shows, Angels and Answers, with Artie Hoffman as she communicates healing messages from the spirit world. These messages can be astounding, enlightening, and life-changing. Born with the God-given talent of inner guidance and the amazing ability to heal, Sky has healed thousands of people. Schedule a reading with Sky now. Call 908-500-1474 and visit skyofangels.com. It's here, the 23rd Annual Women of Wisdom Conference, February 12th through the 16th. This year's theme is I Am We, Hearts Connecting Communities, with special guests Jean Shinoda Bolin, healer Patty Conklin, Penny Pierce, and over 40 experiential life-changing workshops and inspiring evenings, all individually priced for you to create your unique conference. Evenings open to men. Find out all the details at www.womenofwisdom.org. Register for a half-day workshop and bring a friend for 40% off. Always inspiring and uplifting, Brenda Thine spreads love and light wherever she goes. Enlightening, empowering, and encouraging readings, Brenda connects with your guides, angels, fairies, and loved ones who have crossed over to provide you with the highest guidance possible to enable you to live your highest truth and maximize your potential. Always light-filled, a session with Brenda will have you feeling wonderful, centered, and ready to take on anything. Schedule your session now at brendathine.com. That's brenda, T-H-Y-N-E.com. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, a.m. 1150, and Transformations. Talk Radio. The Read of a Lifetime. Advanced Studies of the Human Aura by David Christopher Lewis overflows with new vital revelations to enlighten your mind and transform your world. Learn to supercharge your aura with rainbow-colored radiance and magnetize your heart's highest desires. Advanced Studies of the Human Aura. It will change how you see yourself. Advanced Studies of the Human Aura by David Christopher Lewis. Order it today at davidclewisbook.org. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. It's here, the 23rd Annual Women of Wisdom Conference, February 12th through the 16th. This year's theme is I Am We, Hearts Connecting Communities, with special guests Jean Shinoda Bolin, healer Patty Conklin, Penny Pierce, and over 40 experiential life-changing workshops and inspiring evenings, all individually priced for you to create your unique conference. Evenings open to men. Find out all the details at www.womenofwisdom.org. Register for a half-day workshop and bring a friend for 40% off. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. As a former research statistician, my scientific background is what many would call sensible. For more than a decade now, I have been working in the field of energy medicine, facilitating sessions and teaching around the world. People from the mainstream often ask me, how did a sensible woman like you end up working in such an alternative field? Implicit in their question is the underlying assumption that the field of subtle energy, such as energy healing and intuition, isn't sensible. 
but I believe it is very sensible. Even scientists are able to measure aspects of this. Approaching life from an energetic perspective brings us new opportunity for healing and transformation. And from a practical standpoint, even if you can't rationally explain how something works, if you experience a shift from it, then doesn't it make it pretty sensible? Please visit StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836.